Wizards and Witches, Warlocks and Liches, welcome back to Don't Cast, Don't Tell, the first arc of the Bone Rollers podcast. We are an all LGBT kids on brooms campaign where getting cucked by a jock in high school does not grant you the right to bully his actual child 30 years later. What the fuck? You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me online at Podcaster Elliot. I am your GM of this game and the creator of the podcast, and that makes me the Bone Daddy. I am joined today by my usual players, starting with Nikki. That's me. Hello, I'm Nikki. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me at Twitter at uh, Anxious Meat Suit. And uh, I play Raleigh Redcap, also he, him pronouns, the Redneck country goblin with a heart of gold and a two-tailed possum named Scooter. Heart of gold and several teeth of gold also. Possibly. He stole those, though. Jordan. Hi, my name is Jordan. My pronouns are they, she. You can find me on Twitter at Cuttlefish Tweet or I guess Fabby's DMs. And I'll be playing... (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be playing Nymphiasia Poshly, but you can just call her Nia, our favorite sad jockfish. Fabby. Hi, I'm Fabby, and yes, I was bullying Joran and their DMs right now. Into silence, apparently. Wow, I'm good. You can find me on Twitter at Fabby underscore Garza. You can find me on such wonderful podcasts like Idol on Playtest, where we are currently, at the time of your listening to this, in the middle of our Daft Punk mini season, where I play a B2 like a VTuber, like a streamer, uh, hacker girl, gamer named QT Cat. That's a Q, the letter Q, the letter T, and then Cat with a K. Uh, It's great. One of our team members in the team is a pig, and the other one's a robot who can make things alive. It's great. And let's keep it there. Boom. I'm in other places. Look at my Twitter. And we are joined today. Uh, by a special guest, Meg, would you like Hi. to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is, my name is Meg. My pronouns are she, her, they, them, and whichever one you're feeling. Um, I am the voice of Evelyn on Lesser's Morgue, uh, which is, it's currently on an indefinite hiatus, but I am also a regular contributor on the Die Gentleman YouTube channel, and I have other stuff coming up soon. I'm on YouTube as Meg Tudin, that's M-E-G-T-U-T-E-N, and I have a couple of animated short films out at the moment, so if you are starved for less is more content, you can watch my short film, Tooth or Dare, which features some characters that you might recognize. And if you want to find me on Twitter, I don't know why you would want to do that, I never post anything, but I am at Meg Tudin on Twitter, that's at M-E-G-T-U-T-E-N. All right. Thank you for joining us. Links to all of that will be in the show notes, which I'm definitely not saying here to remind myself of it while editing. (laughs) So yeah, Meg, would you like to tell us about who you're bringing to our little table today? I I just want to give the listeners a little peek behind the curtain at the fact that I had a character all lined up last night and then today... I didn't read, I somehow missed this in the emails. I say somehow, I have ADHD and I am the most brazenly unobservant person on earth. 
I completely l missed the point where this game is set in a universe where there are no humans. I had a human character all written up. And so, like, ten minutes ago, if that, I had to hastily rewrite my character sheet. I would like everybody to... with with. The good thing about being an animator is that I just have a bunch of characters rattling around in my skull, and I'm I'm always looking for excuses to just force everyone else to know about them. So today, I'm introducing you to my character, Polybius, but her friends call her Polly. She is a fairy of some sort. She is approximately 17 or 18 years old, probably. She loves video games like 80s music she wears like a shell suit jacket and she rides around on roller skates and she's very competitive and she has an older sister named synesthesia who is really hot and everybody loves her <laughs> and she's a little bit sad about it like a little bit angry about it and it's very mirabelle and uh isabella from the recent disney film encanto and that's all i got right now so yeah just to sort of reset the scene before we get into it the school is currently on lockdown because there was a werewolf attack. You don't, I don't think this is like public knowledge, but it, it is Luna's uncle that was the werewolf in question. There is also a giant mud and grass and stick monster attacking the front door. We'll get to the effects of that in just a moment. So. We left off with three of you in the front lobby of the Shattered Glass Academy for the Magical Arts, which is currently on lockdown due to werewolf-related activities. There is at least one missing student in the form of Tricon, the orc who bullied Raleigh. A who Raleigh has a crush on. Very important. And probably has a crush back spoilers there is a large mud and ground based monster attacking the front door of the school after it chased you all back from the edge maze and also there is a clone of nia that is going around causing mischief oh yeah and nia's uh butterfly dragon seahorse was kidnapped by the mud monster so you all had some options of what you want to do here what's going on with the three of you luna nia and raleigh remember Just set the scene with that mud monster i keep wanting to call him a golem but i'm pretty sure that's like a specific thing in mm -hmm. the jewish yeah. religion yeah you can yeah, call it a, a construct you can call it an elemental, elemental. Mm -hmm. yeah a mud monster or a mud yeah. monster. I just, I, I played a lot of JRPGs in the 90s, so, like, Golem was used a lot, and I'm like, that's mm. bad. But, yeah, the giant mud monster, it's probably about eight feet tall by this point, and it is semi-humanoid shape. I'm imagining Clayface or a generic Powerpuff Girls villain. But, yeah, he is, like, pounding his fists on the force field around the front of the school. And as you all are inside of the school, it's like the whole school's not shaking, but it's very obviously like being attacked. There's vibrations and like, uh, it's similar to 
a very small earthquake going on. Nia's just looking at the other two right now. I was like, okay, I know that we just pulled you guys back into here, but I kind of want to go back out. Want to go back out? It's got margarine. It's got my phone. It's actually she puts, things, but those mean a lot to me. She puts her hands on your shoulders. It's okay. We can go back. We'll get margarine back. We'll get your phone back. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, okay. She, like, starts sucking herself up. All right, I'm in a mood for violence. Let's do this. That's completely unsurprising for you, but you're so great, hon. What? what? Is, is that too? So, mm, we need mm? to talk about this later. Never mind. Okay. Are, we doing are we doing Are we Y'all are names? so adorable and awkward. It's amazing. We're doing pet names now. Okay. We don't have to. We, okay. I just came out of, of my mouth. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, let's go get my... Yeah, my good friend. Okay. We we should go, we should go right here. Let's get, my, let's get my familiar, Let's get your familiar. Friend. We'll find something that works better. Okay. Raleigh, aside from shipping your two friends, what are you doing as this giant mud monster is attacking your school? Hmm. Good question. Are there any statues close by? Any chance in the lobby? Let's go ahead and... Well, no, I don't think it's a brain's roll to find if there are statues. Yes, because I'm curious where you're going with this. What kind of statue are you looking for? Something that is at least larger than Raleigh that uh, he possibly can animate using a charm spell to help defend himself because otherwise he's not a very adept combat uh, wizard or witch. All right, so I think there's, I'm going to give you some choices here. There's a statue of Headmistress Lake, because of course there is. I think there's statues of, like, notable faculty of the past in the school. There's a centaur, and I'm going to say, you know what? You tell me. What kind of statue are you going to try to animate here? I think uh, he's going he's to go for the statue of Vivian Lake because she's an authority figure. She's a powerful, strong woman in a leadership position. And if anything best represents, hey, stop messing with the school. Why not a statue of the headmaster? All right. So what's this look like? Are you like running up and jumping on her shoulders? What's, are you, actually, are you like attempting to ride her into battle or do you just want to send her to do your bidding oh he's gonna like jump on her shoulders so i imagine raleigh kind of like skitters over to the statue like puts scooter on it so that way scooter can crawl to the top and then he's gonna climb his way to the top probably slide down awkwardly at least once and then when he gets on the, the shoulders he's going to just take his hand lick it, and then just slap the top of the statue's head and try to activate an animation spell. All right. So I think this is going to be a charm roll. Yeah. Let's say we'll go through the magic stuff real quick. How long is he trying to make this last? A few minutes. All right. So that's going to add a plus one to your roll. And then is this something Raleigh's done before? I feel like he's definitely animated like constructs before. Maybe not a statue of of the 
the headmistress, but I, I think he's done this before, or at least something close enough. Okay, let's call this a charm magic roll. Difficulty of, I'm going to say eight. All right, that's an 11. All right, so on an 11, as this mud monster is pounding at the barrier protecting this skull, this statue of Headmistress Lake in her, like, tailored suit, holding her sword aloft, starts shifting, and with a loud groan and a creak, steps down off of its pedestal, looks over to Raleigh on its shoulder and just says, I've wanted to use this for quite some time now. And I think as Raleigh rides on his shoulder, it like Braveheart charges towards the front door. And I think at this point, as all of this is going down, I want to cut over to Polly. And where uh, would we find Polly? She would have noticed the statue running and the, the building shaking and stuff. But I think like prior to that, Polly is using the lockdown as an excuse to go and she's found some secret little room where she can just put her put her cat ear headphones on and uh, play some Fortnite on her phone. <laughs> if if the statue runs by, she's gonna do the thing. Take the head. Didn't notice the commotion, then takes the headphones off and is like, "Wait, when did that happen?" So I'm gonna have you go ahead and uh, okay. take a roll for me. We roll in. So we will be rolling your brains stack. Okay. And it'll be a difficulty of four. She did not pass. Her brains thing is a d6 and I rolled a two. Okay. So the way this manifests is like, she doesn't necessarily hear what's going on over the uh, dope sounds of Fortnite. and. So I think Polly, like, notices the vibrations along the mm. floor, which are yeah. decidedly not normal. Okay. So she's going to stick her head outside the window just to see what's going on in the hallway and um, maybe start following the source of the vibrations. Yeah, I think, like, we follow along with Polly until she comes to the large entryway of the school. And sees uh, Raleigh Redcap. Raleigh is a three and a half foot tall uh, little goblin with light green skin, like shaggy ginger hair. Whereas it's like a mix of a pointy red cap mixed with a trucker like trucker cap where it has like, the brim and everything. Wears some really uh, tattered overalls and old boots. And uh, right now, I think... He has uh, his possum scooter like hanging on top of his head and he is just screaming giddy up and like just <laughs> flailing his arms around like in Not like a giver. Yeah. She is going to, she is going to take a few snaps, maybe like a short video. Just, you know, how teenagers be. They're just filming things. What kind of magic would go into making a, a dirt guy? such as uh, the one that is attacking. So this dirt monster was created. It is a guardian of the 
hedge maze that is on the school property. So I don't know if you would necessarily know like how it was created. I mean, like that, I don't know. That feels like something that, that like fairies would have knowledge of. Like, how would you make something like that, but like smaller, right? And that's the same. Yeah. Take a brains roll for me. Let's call it because, yeah, you probably would know quite a bit about this. Let's call it a brains roll difficulty of three. Five. So as you're taking this situation in and seeing this earth elemental attacking the front of your school, you would know, like, in general, how these sort of elemental creatures are created. That there is something in its core that is uh, sort of key to the place that it is defending. So, like, if one like was a piece made, of the hedge maze. yeah, if one was made to defend your home, it might be like a piece of the foundation that has been magically enchanted to absorb the sort of fundamental properties of where it is defending in order to basically push off attackers. So essentially what you'd be thinking here would be that something important to the hedge maze is in the core of this elemental. And if you were to be able to remove it from the sort of body of the monster, that would at least neutralize it. So the monster is, what, 10 feet tall, did you say? It's about 8 to 10 feet, yeah. Okay, 8 to 10 feet. I am going to try and... First of all, right now, Rolly seems to be handling it. But I, I think I'll try and get on its back. Okay. So you are on the other side of a force field from it. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, that's right. Duh, um, please no, you're me. fine. I'm if that's <laughs> what Ollie's doing, we can freeze on her charging towards it and get to that in just a minute. I think it would be really funny if she tried to and then she just hit the force field and bounced back. I think that would be really funny. I think that should happen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially because uh, she's on roller skates, so she's just like, yeah. All right. And then I want to get Luna and Nia's reaction to that as Raleigh has commandeered a statue of your headmistress and also Polly has just roller skated face first into this magical barrier. I think Amelia Nia is going to go over to Luna and like, be our back, uh, be right back, darling, babe. What? No. And then she's got like Amelia point her like her dwindling magic uh, sword wand over towards Polly, hoping to try to catch her. And then seeing like just a little spark fizzles out, she's like, okay, I'm just going to do this by hand and attempt to try to catch her. Okay. Go ahead and make a flight roll for me. Let's call it a difficulty of three. Because you were doing this physically. Yeah, that's a 13. There you go. All right. How do you catch Polly? Because that is a hell of a success. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is that seeing that she bonked the force field, Nia's going to take advantage of that and just run up that invisible part of the force field to do the catch and just catch in midair before like landing on her feet again. Skills. Matrix who? <laughs> it's like, hey, how you doing? I was <laughs> doing fine. I was just trying to make a trying to make a break for it. 
everybody was like distracted by the big the rock guy and the mud guy fighting but i guess the force field's still completely intact yeah i don't really know what to do about that i think we're allowed to magic through it but i don't know how easy it is hey in the background luna already trying to do something about the force field let's follow up on that what's luna trying to do there she's basically trying to make a door so the force field is not broken but if you know where this door is you can open it it's not like an obvious door it's just if you know what point of the force field to go through you can go through all right pitch me a stat here for what kind of magic you think you'd be trying to use Honestly, you know, I don't think it's just because of my best stat. I think flight makes sense. Yeah, uh, flight was one of them I was considering. So how long does uh, Luna want this door to last? Let's say all day. All right. Won't come back to bite her at all. No, no one else knows where it is. Is this a thing that Luna has experience with? Yes. When she first tried to run away, from her family they put some force fields and she managed to get through by doing the spell and also occasionally to make her way here she's had to break through some force fields i like b and e <laughs> little little of b and e all right so let's call this flight magic difficulty of 10 okay what's a little b and e between friends that's a nine, but I still have my magic die. It was a nine and a one. That's a ten. All right. But it's there. Just meeting it, I will say that you can create an obvious door. Do you have adversity tokens you'd like to spend to make it yeah, more I'm gonna, subtle? I'm going to spend. How many do I need to spend to make it so you need to know where it is? You can't see it. I'm going to say, I'm going to call for two adversity tokens here. Boom. You got them. All right. So what does this look like? I know you said you need yeah. to know where it is, but yeah. if this were an animated show, what would it, how would uh, it if, appear? If this were an animated show, you would see her little obsidian moon, like half moon pendant start levitating off her body for a second. And as the light hits it, it creates a silhouette of a door in, in the force field for a second. And then it's not there anymore. But there is a way through. And are you letting Raleigh slash statue Miss Slate know about this? I can tell. They're already on the other side, right? No, they're charging at the force field. I don't think Raleigh can bring the statue through here. I'm not going to yell it. Okay, that is fine. Let's cut up to Raleigh. Are you, like, trying to command this statue? What's the, what's it look like? Are you just kind of hanging on for dear lives? Probably a little bit of both. I think he's like, Raleigh's, all right, uh, a little, all right, I think, L Luna, through, am I going through, what are you doing? I'm making a door. I, it's not big enough. Chip, I didn't want to say it out loud. Uh, okay. Can you make the statue go on all fours? Can you make the statue go? This feels like too many. Just go through the door, Raleigh. She goes through <laughs> the door. 
But ma'am, do I still call you ma'am? She is in full-on charge mode and has the sword pointed towards the force field and is just ignoring you as she screams and is about to puncture the force field. Oh, boy. If it works, fine. You know what? I think Rolly's just going to let it happen. All right. So above Ollie and Nia, you see this giant statue woman pierce through the force field with her stone sword, like just straight up stab through it. Mm. The sword pierces the body of the mud monster, and it lets out just this grotesque, ah, as it is pierced, and it grabs the sword in its earth elemental hands, and the two of them are, like, fighting back and forth. Raleigh is hanging on, presumably. I'll ask, is Raleigh trying to hang on? Yes. Probably not doing a great job, though. Yeah, make me a brawn roll, and let's call it a difficulty of eight. Ah, yes, brawn, what goblins are most known for. Yeah, that's a one. That's a one, baby. (laughs) You all see Raleigh knocked off at the top of this statue and falling a good ten feet towards the ground. Okay. Okay. I think... You want to take care of that? Yeah. I think... Nia, did Nia put Polly down yet? We'll uh, say she did. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll leave that up to you. Right, Polly's cool. like a cat. If you hold her for too long, she's going to wiggle. Yeah, okay. As soon as there's <laughs> wiggling, just going to like throw onto the ground. Um, Cool. Then I think she's going to take out like what's left of the magic sword bits and point it over towards Raleigh and see if she can just like make arms come out of the ground to go catch him. Didn't you make a new sword? Oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the new sword only had, like, temporary magic, I think was the idea. Or okay. it was, like, it's not as good as, like, a real wand. Gotcha. Okay, so you're essentially trying to make arms to catch Raleigh? Yeah. Let's say that's, I'm going to say probably grit for summoning. Sounds good. I'm assuming this will be instant unless you want the arms to remain. That could be funny, but uh, yeah, I could do instant. And is this something that Nia's got experience with? She technically did it yesterday. Fair enough. So let's call this a grit magic roll difficulty seven. Okay, I have a d6 for grit. That's a four. Okay, for the magic die, that is a six. Yeah, fine, I'll spend the adversity. All right, just spending the one. Yep. Okay, so what's this look like? Are you, like, where are these arms coming from? Just the ground. Like, they're just made of dirt. And they're just, like, scrambling around as if Raleigh was going to land into a, a concert mosh pit. One might, like, accidentally slap him in the face, but the others are just, like, reaching out to try to catch him. I think what happens is he is caught by these arms, and they grab him and pull him down to the ground. But these construct arms are a little bit confused about protecting Raleigh. And Raleigh, you feel yourself just pinned to the ground by four arms made out of the ground of your school. Sorry, that's on me. This is weird. I'm going to, he just starts wiggling. I'll let you fall next time. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Oh, no. 
this is fine. Don't. Oh, it's ticklish. It is. All right, Polly, you have been caught by Nia. There is a hole in the force field and a mud monster fighting a statue. What you doing with all this information? I'm going to go on through that hole and I'm going to I'm going to do what I thought I was going to do the first time, and I'm going to try and get up on its back. I'm going to jump. Or maybe, is there anything that I could potentially ramp off of? Because I am wearing roller skates. Yeah, this mud monster, as it ran from the hedge mace, probably left behind, like, destruction and, like, conveniently shaped, like, divots in the earth that you could use a sort of ram, because that sounds that. awesome. I'm going to say this is going to be flight. Let's call it a difficulty of six. Eight. All right. Hell yeah. What's this look like? Where on the mud monster's back do you think you land here? Like, not too high up, because I think I'm, like, skating down the, the path, and I'm, like, swerving in and out of the big footsteps left by the kaiju fight happening. And I ramp off of a bit of concrete, and I get, I, I don't think I will get, I don't think I'm going to be able to get that high, but I'll get, at li- like, above its leg. I'm on its torso properly, and I can just grab onto the, like, roots and stuff and climb. Yeah, you're probably, like, around the small of its back, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not going to be an easy climb because it is engaged in a kaiju fight trying to pull the statue through the barricade and you all can see that the barricade or the barrier is weakening i want to cut down to luna who has come through this door already mm-hmm. and is at least on the mud monster's side of this kaiju fight mm-hmm. and you've seen polly ramp up onto its back for unknown destination what you doing here i don't know if she needs me so I'm going to do the, the thing that I came here to do, which is I'm going to try to find, is your familiar name Margarine? Am I remembering? Yes. Yep, it's Margarine. Yeah, I'm going to try to find Margarine by using my wolfy uh, senses, uh, which means I, I want to use my strength intuitive and spend one adversity token to ask the GM about my surroundings, an NPC, or the like. The GM must answer honestly. What's this look like? Are you just like, how are you attempting to find this? I think she's like focusing, kind of shutting off the giant mud monster and just like trying to like center on the more wolf parts of her, but without transforming and like hearing to see if she hears anything that would sound like tiny flapping wings looking around but not just like looking around all willy-nilly but trying to observe the whole area and see if she detects any signs of movement of something small that looks like margarine and also to see if she detects it really Mia smell anywhere because margarine would smell like Mia. You can tell as Luna is listening and looking around, she hears these very tiny butterfly wings. They are faint and they are muffled, 
but she can tell that Marjorie has been absorbed inside of this mud monster. Can I pinpoint which area? Like the body, the arms, the legs, the head? It's, it's like in the shoulder-ish torso region. Okay. Okay. Do I see her sticking out or is she dip in the mud? You would not see her sticking out. I think, like, not to go too body horror, but you can, mm -hmm. like, see, like, an outline of her as she tries to push through. Okay. But would I okay. be able to see this? Probably, yeah. on the other side? Okay. Well, that's very weird. I am going to... I don't think clawing my way is the smart thing. I think magic is what I should do here. Okay, I know, I kind of, I can see the outline of Marjorie pushing. I want to create a force field around Marjorie, like a little bubble around it, which would hopefully push it away from the, the rest of the mod or separate her. All right. I'm going to say this is probably another flight roll. Yeah. Instant, I'd assume. And does Luna have experience with this? Let's say she has, but never under these circumstances. It's usually like a personal shield, never on someone else, and especially someone inside a mud monster. So let's go ahead and say this is going to be a flight magic roll. With everything going on, I'm going to call it a difficulty of 10. That's a 12. And my, my magic growth. Yeah. Uh, that's 13. All right. Uh, so what's this look like? Is it like a little bubble around? Yeah. Her, the way or... I imagine it is like a force field comes from her. So it pushes all the mud away and hopefully dislodges her from the shoulder. This definitely happens, and you see Marjorie like flitting around inside of this bubble. Polly is desperately clinging to the back of this mud monster that turns its attention on Luna and just lets out another loud roar. And Do Luna, I have to roll this roll anything to stay on. Sorry, you have to roll anything to be able to stay on, not just yet. Luna, this monster's attention is completely on you. And I want to cut back inside to Nia and Raleigh, who is currently held down by uh, floor hands. Nia sees what's going on with Luna and Marjorie. She's like, okay, you're amazing, sweetie. Thank you so much. Is sweetie okay? And then she's going to walk around the hole that <laughs> Raleigh and this statue made and go through the little door that Luna made instead. Okay, just I do appreciate you going through the door. Mm -hmm. Also, we can talk about pet names. I, we, I don't need a pet name. We haven't okay. even defined if we're they, uh, I just huh? came out. As no, long I as it. you don't actually no, it, call me okay. pet, okay. that would be Yeah, okay. If you, don't like wanna, that. if you don't want to okay. use them, that's fine. That's okay. I mean, I can. I just and it, <laughs> don't treat me like your pet. If that. I don't, I don't plan on that. Like it's just like, weird because I'm, I'm like, I know you're like, anyways. I think during this entire exchange, Raleigh is casually walking through the door, eating chips out of his hat. All right, y'all, I think you should focus on the, the, the problem at hand. Nicknames are all cute. I'm 100% for it, but just, just dive for Marjorie and just trying to 
grab that little force field bubble. Yeah, I don't think this is... Marjorie is going towards Nia. This is not something you'd have to roll for, I think. All right, wonderful. Yeah, she's just going to, like, give a big old hug towards that little bubble. It's like, okay, don't you ever leave my sight again. Also, where's my phone? Does Marjorie have the phone? Yeah, Marjorie and your phone are inside of the bubble. Oh, I miss both of you so much. And your phone is bubble. covered in mud, though, and probably needs to be, like, put in some rice. Yeah. Yeah. But also, sense. Polly is hanging on to the roots of this mud monster above you all. Polly, can you make a brawn roll for me? Let's call it a difficulty of six. All right. Eleven. Polly, what's this look like as you're, like, hanging on to these roots? And I assume trying to scale this thing Shadow of the Colossus style? I am trying to see if I can figure out where its, like, core is. It's probably somewhere around here, and I, so I'm, what would the core of it look like? Because I, like, obviously it's not going to be like a Resident Evil, like, shoot here to kill boss, kind of red blinking light. I'm going to pitch it open to you all. What would be an important part of the edge maze, do you think? I think there's uh, some sort of stone tablet in the middle. That I makes like that. sense to me, yeah. I like that. A very decorative gnome. The stone tablet probably because we've talked about how the maze is magic and stuff. The stone tablet is probably some sort of core or magic component that keeps the maze alive. Yeah. There's going to be like a stone tablet embedded probably somewhere in its like chest or center area. So you would either have to, like, magic it out or go in there yourself. Okay, I'm going to go into the sword hole. I'm going to stick my hand in the sword hole. All right. This game makes people say such weird things. Yeah. So let's see. So are you just, like, shoving your hand in and feeling around? Just to see. Yeah, just to see. Okay. I'm going to have you take another brains roll for me. Let's call this one difficulty of six. Three, I failed. As Polly shoves her hand in the sword hole, I think, like, you're reaching around for whatever the core of this thing is. And I think the mud and grass and everything just, like, starts filling the hole in. And your arm is stuck inside of this thing. Oh, no. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Back on the ground, what's going on with the three of you? Y'all even Polly defend for herself or what you doing? She, she, I think she's got her arm stuck in the sword hole. Oh, not the mm. sword hole. Okay. My arm's stuck in the sword hole. I'm like just <laughs> yelling down there, guys. Yeah? It's stuck. My arm's stuck okay. in the hole. We gotta... I, I could try teleporting her. And I think Luna's like rubbing her face. Teleporting her to be in front of us and not in the whole sword hole. But yeah. also maybe I should be focusing on trying, and she's like scratching her head. Should be focusing on trying to incapacitate the... That's what I'm trying to do. It's just it, yeah. the hole closed up. Yeah, but she's been like being flopped around by this thing for like a minute. We okay, should do you know what? Yeah. Don't move. <laughs> she's hey. being like flailed around like a ragdoll. Yeah. 
this is going to be really hard. I'm going to try to teleport a moving target to in front of me. Oh, boy. All right. Okay, I, I think Nia is going to just try to, like, straight up run into it and almost, like, bear hug or wrestle it, seeing if she can, like, at least put it in place a little bit. Okay, so do? I am going to have Nia roll a fight roll for me. And depending on your fight is going to affect Luna's difficulty. That's a 15. So, Luna. Yeah. I don't want to keep making you roll flight. I mean, but... it is my best that it's also on purposely doing flight. Well, it's because that's what she knows. Yeah. Okay. Take a flight magic roll for me. Let's call it difficulty of seven. She's done teleportation, but she's never teleported something that's moving. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, let's call it difficulty of seven because cool. Nia is like pinning this mud monster's foot to the ground. And I think it's like trying seven. to stop. And then magic die four. There we go. Hey. It lets out a loud roar as it has so many times already and is like attempting to stomp on Nia as Polly is teleported away from it and I will put it over now to Fabi to describe what that looks like I think don't fly me please no I think if anyone's looking at you at this exact moment you're there and then if someone was doing a lens flare in their face, they just see light for a second, and then the next second you're not there and you're in front of me. What kind of sound effect does it make? Did I don't think I... it makes any sound effects. I think it's okay. I, I if really it wanted make any it sound to sound make like a magical like, xylophone noise, <laughs> <laughs> which would be terrible for that. for like hiding, which is what she uses. It would. Spells. It would running but away like... and hiding. Okay. <laughs> It doesn't have to be canon, but I just want you to know that that's what I was imagining. Mm -hmm. Polly makes a xylophone sound with her mouth. Yeah, she, she does. Like, with her mouth. Okay, yeah. you you don't have to do... I'm glad you're safe. It's more fun safe. this way. It's more and, fun this way. Yeah, she, I'm glad you're safe, and she goes to make sure Mia's okay. In the meantime, I want to give Raleigh a chance to act as... The statue you brought to life is trying to tear down the barrier protecting your school, and the mud monster is trying to stomp out your fish girlfriend. All right, so that is not what I wanted you to do, so I guess we're going to have to do this uh, the harder way. And Raleigh, so I think one of his hands is still covered in goblin saliva from when he uh, did his the initial animation spell, and uh, he's going to raise his hand and he's going to try to take control manually of the statue. So that way he can uh, repurpose it to what he was intending the entire time. Because apparently a uh, headmistress statue is, has way too many destructive impulses. Take a charm magic roll for me. Difficulty of nine. Let's see. Oh, God. Holy <laughs> fuck. Uh, did I mention that Raleigh is really good with charm magic? An 18. <laughs> That's an 18. Oh, wait, you get your D for it, too. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> this might get uh, even better. 21. So, yeah, what's this look like, and what are you commanding your headmistress's statue to do? So, 
he raises the the saliva covered hand and it starts to glow red and then the little handprint from the saliva that's on the headmistress statue on its head glows red and then the statue stops in the middle of what it was doing turns around with red glowing eyes and just charges forward at the bud earth elemental and just goes in for a clothesline just like shatters through the like barrier <laughs> okay this is epic yeah that's why it was trying to break down the barrier because the barrier was between the two oh of them. was it yeah okay this could definitely happen it's just if the barrier goes down it's not gonna be like suddenly werewolves fill the school like 30 to 50 feral hogs <laughs> it is going it's to be perfect. like the headmistress is I, upset at you and has to recast it. If it goes down, I have a thing I want to do. So I'm saying this is the headmistress doing it. So Raleigh's just letting the natural order play out. Headmistress can talk to the headmistress statue. Okay. Who so, would win in a fight? I think I know who my answer is. What is the headmistress statue? The largest of the headmistresses, not simply, simply not the other. So, yeah, the statue of Headmistress Lake clotheslines the shit out of this giant mud monster. And it falls to the ground as the barrier around the school that was keeping it safe from Luna's uncle shatters. And the mud monster hits the ground hard. And... I don't think it, like, dissipates or anything, but it is very, like, stunned, and you all have a chance to act on it before it gets back to its feet. Do the others know what, like, about how, like, how this thing is formed around, like, the tablet? Nia absolutely does not. Yeah. Raleigh's just okay. tried using a wrestling move with a statue on a... Well, I'm gonna tell, <laughs> I'm gonna tell them about it. I'm gonna tell them my, my secret like earth magic fairy knowledge i've had a i've seen creatures like this before in the, the place where i come from it's always like a thing on the inside that all of the stuff is congealed around and if you take the thing out that's what i was trying to do that's why i got my arm stuck in the hole so if you want to if you want to destroy it that's the best way to do it okay uh, okay I fine like start Basically, like taking her pants off and shoes off. What? 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 You know no, what I'm doing? Hey, whoa. We're, we're not ready for that. No, shut up. She like blushes. Do, we, do you need us to like hold a towel up around you while you. No, I'll be fine. <laughs> I have my, her hoodie is big enough that covers most of her body when she's okay. in human form. So okay. she like, she puts the hoodie down and you can see her wolf ears. Uh, that she's had for a while now, and she's just just give me space. I'll do this, and she's gonna try to transform. All right. So, have we covered Luna trying to transform before? We decided that she can, but like the hard part, the roles usually give me are whether she remains in control and how much of a beast is there, or whether she can turn back depending on the situation. Okay, so yeah, I think this is one where it's like, how much is she controlling versus letting go? Mm -hmm. 
and I'm going to say this is going to be a grit roll. Let's call it a difficulty of five. Hell yeah, that's my D6, baby. <laughs> I have no You have one, one chance to pull this off and be a legend. Why is that oh. a 13? Did I explode? You yeah. exploded twice. I, I am in control. I've never been more in control of my wolf born. All right, Fabby, give me your, I'm going to say probably the most, a sentence that is perfectly constructed to you. Give me your magical girl werewolf transformation. For the anime version of this, I think there's definitely like cameras spinning and her body changing. And it's really, it's like a big dog. I think like the first time I described her, it, it looked more like a sickly animal. And now it's like a big, healthy, fluffy dog wearing a hoodie. Aww. But it looks like a hoodie slightly too small for it. But it doesn't break. It's a big hoodie. And it's like a big, like, healthy dog with big fangs in the front. And, like, the claws look very, like, not only sharp, but very purposely sharp. It, it looks like a weapon digging. in a lot of ways. For digging, perhaps? For digging and cutting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just I, gonna... Yeah, I get it. I get what's going on. I'm going to look at Nia. Hi. Uh, I'm going to howl and then wink and then jump inside the mud monster. Get the tablet or break it. So, yeah, you just start ripping this. Now, I want you to make a roll here. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and have you take a fight roll for me. Mm -hmm. Let's call this one a difficulty of six. Cool. My fight's a D8, so I'm sure this will go great. That's a two. Okay. All right. Does anybody have any adversity tokens they would like to spend to help here? Yeah. Yeah. I think Neo will definitely do that. Let's see, I have the strength loyal, which says like each adversity token is worth two if I'm helping somebody. So I'll spend it's four of them strength. to boost it. So I'll spend four of them to boost it to 10. Okay. How is Nia helping as Luna attacks this mud monster? What does it look like? Is Luna just like digging away at it right now or? Yeah, is it standing or laying down? It oh. is laying down and, like, starting to struggle onto its side. That is definitely, like, dog making a hole in, in, its ch in the ground. But it's right. the chest of this monster. Okay, I, I think after seeing Luna pounce this, she's going to take her the sword that she planted at the ground back out of its leg, and she's going to just wiggle the sword around a little bit and do a little bit of magic to turn it into a shovel and then she's gonna go use that shovel to just dig aside Luna. It's like okay babe we're doing this together it's all good can, can i pitch you something yeah go for it luna's the one digging the hole you're digging luna out because she <laughs> her paws keep getting stuck inside mm -hmm. so oh. whenever a pocket's stuck you just come in get the pod and then she keeps going yeah absolutely and there are times when there's just like dirt that like goes onto the hoodie and she just uses her free hand to just wipe it off. Oh, I can put you something on. 
if you for some reason start petting her or treating her like an actual dog, surprise, she will like it, but she would never admit it. I think there's like accidental petting because mm-hmm. she is trying to remove the dirt from the hoodie. And you just see that. That, right, like the, the back that, leg. The, the, yeah, both oh, the back leg and the tail, and the tail. wiggling. Yep. No, I got you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And I think as you all are digging, Polly, you see this yep. stone tablet starting to be unearthed. And I will give you a chance to attempt, presumably, to run up and get it or magic it out, whatever it is. I'm going to try magicing it out. I haven't tried any magic this session. All right. What's Polly's magical focus here? We haven't well, gone um, into that. She, her, like, whole sort of theme, her, like, shtick is, like, 90s kid core. So her magical focus is a Polly Pocket toy. So there's all toys that they're like shaped like a clamshell, and you open up, and there's, like, a, a oh. little house inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. But uh, she can pull stuff out of it and... She can use it as, like, a magical focus. So this is probably going to be a... So she could try and get into the to the little locket like a, like a Pokeball, perhaps. So how long is Polly wanting this stone tablet to stay inside of her magical focus? Does she want to keep not this... Very, not very long, because I think it's harder to keep, like, big things in it. Okay. And yeah. then is this something she's done before in the general sense? General sense, yeah, but it like how heavy is the tablet, do you reckon? It's like not a very big tablet. It's probably about like this about the weight of like, a dinner plate, maybe. Oh that's easy. that like, she could do the, that easy. Those like thick, heavy duty dinner plates. So Let's see. It'll be a flight magic roll. Let's call this a difficulty. I'm thinking eight. Okay, so I've got ten for flight, and it was d4 for magic? Yes. So you'll roll the two of those and add them together. Fourteen. All right. What's this look like? She opens it up, and there's like a beam that comes out, like a tractor beam, and tablet like wiggles free and it like comes up and it like it drags for a little bit but then she's able to pick it up a little more and get the straight the closer it gets like the stronger the force of the beam is it's like a vacuum cleaner and she can kind of just like grab onto it with the locket and then like pull it back out and set it aside yeah i think this you definitely are able to pull this stone tablet out of the mud monster. And Luna and Nia, as you're digging into this thing and the tablet floats away, like the mud around you just splatters to the ground. I think Wolf Luna howls in triumph. Nia gives a much smaller she was about to howl and not really sure if it's appropriate so she's just gonna give a big old thumbs up i think she licks you (laughs) oh she looks back i'm gonna try to transform back now all right this is gonna be another grit roll 
I'm going to call it a difficulty of four this time. Okay. That's a one. I don't have any more adversity. <laughs> yeah, no. I only I'm have near. one adversity and I don't know. I, I have narratively. two. I haven't given any yet. If the two of you have a way you can help Luna calm down. Yeah, no, I think she's too excited and too happy. And cool. she just, she's enjoying being a wolf for the first time. She has Aww, this huge crush on. Yeah, yeah, she hates being a wolf. She hates as far of herself, but she's being accepted and loved and she feels she's in control. So she's never been happier. So she, she just doesn't. She can just vibe. Yeah, I, I assume Elliot's gonna do something mean to me now, but <laughs> it, she's Elliot. like, why would I ever do something mean to you? Points at Minia. So we cut, we cut to off in the distance where we see a familiar wolfish face. Oh no. Oh no. The face of Uncle Piedras. Do I see it? Or is this just no. the audience? This Great. is just the audience. Great. Love it. As he Amazing. raises his head and sniffs that air and says, I know where the pot is. Drama. And that's the ending of episode number seven. So yeah, thank you so much to Meg for joining us. Do you want to give another reminder of where people can find you and what you're working on? Absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Meg Tudin. That's at M-E-G-T-U-T-E-N. And you can also listen to me on the Dire Gentleman channel on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search Dire Gentleman. I'm a regular contributor on those videos and there's some like fun stuff coming out in the future that I'm going to be posting to that channel. So keep your eyes open and uh, that's everything I got to plug at the moment. All right. And if you liked what you heard from us, you can follow us on the new hub Twitter for this podcast and our sibling podcast, Infinity City. That Twitter is at Elliot Presents. Find us and support us on Patreon. Join our Discord. All of that good stuff that every podcast is required by law to plug is down in the show notes. For the rest of the cast, I'm Elliot. This has been Don't Cast, Don't Tell. And until next time, remember that being bisexual is magical. Love y'all. Hell yeah. 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 Can confirm I was the bisexual. I'm Ken Rollo, using he him pronouns, playing Kai Riley, aka Ignition. Leo's life very much mirrors like if you think about being in the military. The AI official Twitter account is announcing a Meet Your Hero contest starting today. Nobody's looking. She's just going to like jump off of this like upstairs balcony to the stairs and see if you can safely teleport down. She sticks landing, just stumbles a little bit, and then she's gonna make herself some waffles and a waffle maker downstairs. They begin to shout, Lancer just wants us to back up. He's not one of us, he's just like one of the cops. It is a nightmare for her to realize that in her head, she's being chased by five cops. These kids are in a flurry now. They're shouting, 
They're jeering. They were angry before. Now they've got that sort of righteous rage. This is Eastwind, an AAPI, Infinity City Story, an actual play using the Masks, a new generation system from Magpie Games. Eastwind can be found by searching for Infinity City on your favorite podcatcher.